So, welcome to the World Politics Show. Here are Maite and Sasha. This is our first program in World Politics. And today's program starts with a topic that interested many political scientists and people around the world. As you may have heard, China's economy is growing faster now than before the coronavirus pandemic. And isn't it surprising? No. <laughs> I think so. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, no doubts. China is a strong country which lives other major economies in the dust, but we're not political experts, unfortunately, right? <laughs> But we would like to shed the light on the ongoing economic situation and compare with our countries, for example, Spain. Spain and Russia. And Russia, yeah. Yes. Then, my first question will be, how is possible? In my opinion, people were not as interested uh, in China as they are now. Obviously, the world's economy has been interest because China is a world power, but I speak about the ordinary people. In order to answer, let's go back in 2019. That year, Chinese authorities claimed that the economy grew by 6.1%, and yeah, we speak about numbers, and meeting expectations even despite the trade dispute with the U.S. at that time. Many experts were skeptical about further economic growth in the coming years. And nowadays, we could say that we're, they were basically right. But? But the coronavirus, the famous coronavirus, came into play. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. In recent weeks, Chinese state media and its globe-throthing foreign minister, Wang Ji, have told world leaders that China's fast recovery could lift the rest of the world. Thanks to China's leadership and diplomatic outreach, China has brought hope for the world economy to step out of the doldrums. Well, it sounds very <laughs> ambitious, yeah, to lift the rest of the world <laughs> yes. and step But out. not really, Sasha. Mm. The world's economic development has its worst fall in 2020 since the end of the Second World War so far. Uh, now, if we observe graphics about Chinese economy, we can realize that China is the only major economy to grow in 2020. The economy mm -hmm. grew 2.3% last year despite uh, coronavirus. Hmm. All right, so 2.3%. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds not that much, but in comparison to yeah. other countries, it's, yeah. it's, it's so much. Yeah. China has had a well work in their own growth. Yeah, that's true. By the final three months of last year, 2020, mm. China was expanding at a faster rate than before the crisis. So that's... Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is unexpected. Well, that's why we picked this topic for our discussion. What do you think? Are there visible reasons for their economic success? Any secrets? Secrets? Yes. Sure. 
there are always secrets. Many agree that it was possible to Beijing's rapid response to the pandemic after cases were first detected in Wuhan. Wuhan is a famous city in, yes. in this moment. Uh, and government stimulus and international demand for the country's manufactured goods. What did China do in order to achieve this? I think in this case, isolation was the key to help mm. because Chinese authorities were really strict. The mm. government created extremely tight control zones in areas where coronavirus infection has been detected. If the number of infections in a district or city or whole province turns out to be too high, the central authorities introduce a regime of complete isolation. Uh, what do you mean by that exactly? Well, what I mean is that residents spend most of their time at home and outside the home they are constantly controlled or monitored by the police and numerous volunteers to help the government. Was the whole life in the country really brought to a standstill? No, I can't say so. Um, This is the key point because strategically important companies producing, for example, food products, medicines, clothing and necessities did not stop working. Carrying out production activities under the condition, so to say, of the strictest epidemiological control. For me, it's huge work because China is a huge country. And how did they manage to control so many people? Because oh. it's... Not a, a small country. Yes, so many people yeah. here, that's true. <laughs> Millions. That's uh, another interesting thing, with help of QR codes. QR codes? Yeah, in May, China introduced mandatory QR codes for residents, which were displayed in the WeChat application. Do you know that? Yes, I heard about this application, and, and as far as I know, Uh, WeChat is a um, messenger developed in China that virtually every resident has and replaced uh, many applications yeah. prohibited in the country. That's true. And through WeChat, people in China not only communicate, but also pay for purchases, maintain mm -hmm. pitches and play games. As the local says, Active social life in the country is virtually impossible without this application. That's absolutely correct. I've heard so many people telling the stories when you enter the public place in summer, for example, you had to scan the code. By doing so, you transmitted your data and your location to the SIG tracking system. And if you cross paths with an infected person, the police might have called you or went after you to do a test. And if you didn't call back, for example, or didn't obey, the code turned red. In fact, it could paralyze you and your life. Some people claim they were not even allowed to get home by the guards because this red QR code didn't let them inside. The only option they had was to go to the doctor to do the test and determine whether they go into quarantine or not. Wow, they were under control the whole time. That sounds like a sci-fi film. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> and this application reminds me, a Spanish application, mm -hmm. 
Rather, COVID is the name, but not is the same to QR codes. The QR codes are everywhere, yeah, that's from true. websites to ads. And many smartphones uh, now come with built-in QR readers, like my mobile phone don't have a specific app, but with the camera, I can read QR codes. I still don't understand how it works. Like For me, it's total magic. I can't to explain how they work because it's um, informatical work. Oh, okay. But a little code has many, many, many information. But um, do you know what those QR codes stand for? It's so easy. It's QR mm -hmm. stands for quick response. Yes, and the QR codes are capable of storing lots of data. Mm -hmm. Not matter how much they contain, when scanning the QR code, we um, showed a lot of the user to access information instantly. Like you saw a QR in the street, mm -hmm. for example, and you scan the code and you have information mm -hmm. in a seconds in your mobile. Yeah, and... Do you know, Sasha, when and why were the QR born? No, I'm not really professional in this field. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the first QR code system was invented in 1994 <gasps> by Japanese company called Denso Wave. Uh, it's a Toyota subsidiary. They was born to help in the manufacturing process and they aided in tracking vehicles and parts. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's kind of mark on yes. the parts and vehicles. Yeah, they help the um, manufacturing. Mm -hmm. They have the QR codes are different to a standard um, barcodes mm -hmm. in on a lot of things, but one thing is the standard barcode can only be read in one direction from the top until the bottom. And the QR codes read in two directions, top to bottom and right to left. Do you think, are we able to create our own QR codes or do Me? we? I mean, yes, do we have to have a special technical education for that, machine programs? Yeah, I think so. I'm not able to create a QR code, but I think nowadays is easier than before. And the, for example, the first QR code took over a year to develop. Over just this little thing took yes, over a one year. year. Okay. Yes, and I think so nowadays. I, I don't know how many time informatics or technicals need to create a code, mm -hmm. but I think in a week maybe or less time. Once realized the QR code um, was quickly adapted by the auto industry, like Toyota, and not only in the auto industry. Uh, this was especially important at the time because many consumers in Japan were demanding more transparency from large corporations. That moment, they wanted to know exactly where their products had come from. 
and not just cars, but also food. Food. So, mm-hmm. right. With the QR code, they knew the information about the product mm-hmm. in, in instantly. The advantages of QR codes are so easier to read, to print, and more secure than standard barcodes. The QR code was designed to improve upon the design of a barcode. And that is all the information I have about the QR codes. That's fine. QR codes are powerful tools nowadays for controlling and tracking COVID, Mm -hmm. tracking people's movements all around the world. And since the start of the pandemic outbreak, some COVID tracking systems have been developed. So we were talking about Radar COVID from Spain, mm-hmm. right? That is um, the main point. Uh, inform the people have the app in their mobile phones. For example, if I have COVID, I put a number in my app, in my Radar COVID, and the people, they have been close to me a few days ago, they receive a message that a person is infected, COVID. And the other option with the app is I can receive information about a person infected with Mm -hmm. COVID. All right. So it's tracking system more for you than for authorities. Yes. Because there are two sides. So we can say that world has split it into Western countries and (laughs) Eastern countries in this case. These are absolutely opposite directions. Um, So what you say in Spain, there are more than this one app. I think there is also Asistencia COVID or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's not mandatory Mm -hmm. to have the app in the mobile phone. It's a recommendation, Mm -hmm. but... For example, my mother doesn't have the app in her mobile, mm-hmm. and I have the app, but in this time, I haven't used the app. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the app, I think, is not useful, but I have the app in my mobile phone. Just in case. Just in case, yes. <laughs> All right, I see. Yeah, this is what you were talking about, and you mentioned the word mandatory hmm. because in South Korea, in Japan, in China, in China, because we're talking about China hmm. primarily, these kind of apps and QR codes they were compulsory, mandatory, and uh, this started a big debate about hmm. how far can this apps go? Do they invade privacy? Mm-hmm. Are they effective or not? Can we really use them to stop the coronavirus? The first thing we should pay attention to is the fact that they do not work equally. They do not work in the same way. For example, in Spain, the all information, your data, which was collected, stays anonymous. Yes. And in contrast to China, and South Korea, this data was used by authorities. For example, they had access to your gender, nationality, uh, where you live, so your address. So they could use this information in a very different way. Yeah, in in these countries, they don't have many privacy because the information is property to the government. 
Yes, this is what, what you said. They used one of the app with GPS tracking, so they could control if the person sneaked out of the quarantine, for example. It's very controversial, hmm. big issue. Does the common health prevail over your privacy? And do the authorities have this right to use it in order to control people? Because basically this situation gave this impulse to implement more technical mm. things, track people. I know that we all want to stop this situation ongoing now, but is it a good tool or not? That's a discussion. But on the other hand, we can say that this approach, as in China, for example, good from epidemiological point of view. So the authorities get very precise information about how many people are infected, uh, who are affected, first of all, men or women, what's their nationality if there is, so what's their age, for example. So they had full picture of the impact of coronavirus on the whole nation, so let's say. Yeah, it's, I think the information is important to create graphics. But on the other hand, I think they don't need know the names. This is what people say, that European apps, for example, in Spain as well, they were less powerful. This is what you said. They were sometimes useless. I can understand Asian point of view. What they, I think they intended to understand which group of people is especially prone to get sick or to get infected. But it's a controversial thing. Is it democratical way? Mm. <laughs> Are there any protection of rights of people's privacy or not? As far as I remember, even the number of downloads in Spain is uh, much, much less. I don't remember the exact I number. don't remember the percentage exactly, but maybe 16% of something. people. Yeah, we have, uh, I'm included, we have the app in the mobile phone. Mm -hmm. There are mobile phones with the um, new installation. Mm -hmm. uh, they include this rather COVID But if you don't have the Bluetooth active, it doesn't matter if you have the app in your mobile phone because <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I also heard that Google and Apple intended to make this app compulsory for the next updates hmm. of iPhones and Android-based systems. But I don't know if it works nowadays because I do not have, I have the latest update, but I don't have any kind of COVID app in my yeah. mobile phone. I remember right now that sometimes I receive a message, mm -hmm. a notification from Radar COVID. Congratulations, you don't, haven't been surrounded with infected, infected people. people. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes when you put the code, The app doesn't recognize mm -hmm. this number and it doesn't work. Mm. Interesting. So there are still some imperfections in this app yeah. as well.
I can see. But were you happy with the notification that there were yeah. no people infected around you? <laughs> yeah, it's so, <laughs> like if I played in with The Walking Dead, mm -hmm. like congratulations, you are a survivor. Okay. You are you aren't a zombie or something like that. But, <laughs> but does your app work in Hungary? Uh, no. It's only in my country. Mm -hmm. Do you think, does it create more panic? I don't know. I don't think so. Because when you get a notification that you're in close contact with a person. Yeah. So there are two ways. I can share it with my circle, but hmm. I can also not share it. When you go to the hospital to do the test, mm -hmm. the doctor share with you a number. Okay. And this number, you can put this number in the app. Mm -hmm. And the app share this information with the close people that you cross paths and your family, maybe. Okay, this app is similar to those created by other countries such as Germany, Italy, Switzerland. The main function is to keep a record of who you have come across. Mm -hmm. But the Radacovil also allows you to communicate that you have tested positive for coronavirus. All right. Hmm. We also have similar applications in Russia, but I wouldn't say they really work. I would say they are rather for crossing borders between Russia and uh, Belarus, for example. On this app, you can upload the result of your COVID test hmm. and you don't have to print it out, for okay. example. But hmm. I don't really think it works. Yeah. In Spain, I don't know. Have you used this? Was it useful for you? This No, I app? have the app in my mobile phone. But I don't know what is the function. Hmm. But it's, yeah. but you never got notifications? No, 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 never. That's good. I'm a healthy person. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, about the QR codes. Yeah. Was it worth it in China? Yes, such measures have led to the fact that since June, almost no one has been sick in the country. And now everyone wears masks only everywhere and public places work as before the epidemic. And in China, people trust the regime because they see only positive results from it. Mm, our dream. Uh, maybe. Yes. <laughs> so tracking and tracing cases and close contacts was key. We can say so. Yes, but it's controversial because some people are not sure about collecting data, how it's stored in China and who has access to this data. And it also can be considered to be an instrument of totalitarianism. So it's a kind of mood point, you know. Yes, it's complicated to explain about that because, you know, Uh, we don't live in China. Yeah. And I mean, Chinese authorities are trying to protect the population in the country from the virus sneaking <laughs> inside from external countries. As far as I know, they close the borders and they control, they still control it very strict. Yes, they fight against the virus. Yeah, that's true. 
the wild way, maybe? They found their way how to do hmm. that, how to manage, and it was quite successful yeah, through the devices and smartphones. Yeah, sounds yeah. interesting. But if we come back to the economic yes. point, so what was the way to recover fast from the crisis? Do you know? Yes, Sasha. So they have worked over some key points to bounce back its economy. First of all, an important thing is the foreign trade. They have had strong recovery in exports. Yeah. Secondly, cash injections. China's central bank stepped up support for growth and jobs, and that is so important. In answer, but it also injected resources into the economy throughout uh, fiscal stimulus packages. Oh my gosh, so many difficult financial definitions. We're not experts. Yes, no, really, <laughs> no. But not only this helped a lot. Did you know about the power of local tourists? Not really in this time. Elaborate, please, on that. Okay. Millions of Chinese have been traveling and spending money in their own country. Mm-hmm. Chinese Aviation Authority estimates that bookings for domestic flights have increased by 10.8%. Five percent on last year. All right, that's great in comparison to other countries uh, which lived from foreign tourists, mm-hmm. and basically they are at the edge of survival nowadays because they don't have any production, right? Yeah. But I want to draw your attention to these two factors. If we talk about production, because of the COVID nineteen global pandemic, China. Is emerging nowadays as a biotechnology superpower. Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. that they have their own vaccine? Yes, I do. And China is a worldwide major supplier of medical equipment and COVID testing kits, and uh, they are cashing in to the tune of billions of dollars. Mm. So, and beginning in April 2020, when it has all started. Chinese authorities rapidly started factories and increased its share of global exports, especially in the domain of medical equipment, such as, for example, face masks. But still, also due to demand on online education, they started producing more computers, more mm. technology devices, and of course, exporting it all over the world. Actually, so basically, the biggest advantage China has due to its production of medical goods, China mm-hmm. has made a big deal. I couldn't say it better. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> And Sasha, how was the situation in your country? How did you live this last year? I think you can imagine the situation was. Similar all over the world, but when the first wave came, people were in panic. Of course, hmm. everyone went to the home office. There were no people in the streets. Borders, schools, and many businesses shut down. Yeah, and in Spain, same. Yeah, it was a kind of nightmare. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what would happen next. What can we 
expect and whether it would lead to larger consequences or not. But that was exactly the point, the first half of 2020, when the Russian economy suffered the most, when the authorities imposed severe restrictions Mm -hmm. and also because of the oil crisis, let's say. So (laughs) the economy suffered a lot, but later... Despite the increase in numbers of infected, the measures were softened. And I think it was a very, very wise decision because, anyways, small and medium businesses were already struggling to survive in Russia. But this worsened the situation even more. So it led to huge staff reductions, primarily in the field of restaurant and hotel businesses. But although the maximum economic decline these years, it turned out to be less than in many other countries, you know. Hmm. And uh, did you have lockdown twice in Spain? No, only once. We too. But in my opinion, we needed the second lockdown because at the end of the summer, with the borders opening, we had the second wave Hmm. and um, the cases were so huge. But Spain gets a lot of money from tourists, right? Yes. That's a touristic country. It's one of the most important points in our economy. And when we had uh, the first lockdown from 14th of March until the end of the May, mm-hmm. these months were so hard because the people were scared about the virus and the future. Mm-hmm. They asked, would they lose their jobs? They lost the jobs. Would the economy survive? How many people would lose their lives? And during these months in lockdown, the Spanish economy suffered a strong fall because one of the important points is the tourists. And the world in general, in this moment, we cannot spend money and travel. All right. So no tourists, no money. No. And in June, after lockdown, the borders opened again, but we did not obtain the decided economic growth. All right. So it's interesting because, as you might know, Russians love traveling (laughs) also to European countries as well. It was a big shock that... Russians and for Russian people as well, that we have to stay at home for the whole year almost. And now the main focus in the tourism sector is on domestic tourism, of course. If you think that Russia has only cold regions such as Siberia, then you make a mistake. We have a famous example for a south region such as Sochi. It's Hmm. a very warm place. This region won... A lot of attention this year, of course. It was before also one of the most popular domestic tourism destinations. But what I find positive is that Russian government supported local tourism. And in I think in August, they represented a program called Cashback Program. Um, if you want, I can tell you more detailed about this. Yes, I want. We had the worst August in 20 years. Oh, seriously? In yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. Maybe Sochi, our <laughs> southern region, had the best season, the best year, the best month this year. So, yeah. So, the program. program is to stimulate domestic tourism 
citizens are able to get back part of the money they spent on hotel accommodation or tickets. Mm -hmm. So, but this so-called cashback program works only for Russian regions in every Russian region, actually. In addition, did you know what? I read yesterday that Moscow ranks first in Europe in terms of hotel occupancy. Ah, it's good. So basically, coronavirus doesn't stop people from traveling. They miss traveling. So they find solutions in this. Yes, in Spain, not everybody. We have made two travels in a year. Mm. One of these travels sometimes is abroad, but the other one is in our own country. All right. But I read an article about the tourism in Spain, and this article say 70% of Spanish traveling last summer is a lot. Yeah. Despite the COVID. But it was not sufficient because the local tourism did not make up for the strong fall of foreign visitors. Our main group of foreign tourists are Germans and British. Mm -hmm. And they, from their own government, had high restrictions. Yeah, this is what stops many people from traveling. Mm -hmm. And as I see, people are used to travel, especially when they move around the European Union. But with China, it's probably another story because Chinese have another mentality and they don't have so many possibilities to travel. Yes, and the end of the year, they have big holiday. It's Mm -hmm. the Golden Week. Wow. Uh, The Golden Week is a very important holiday for them. Mm -hmm. And they could celebrate this week and they travel a lot. Maybe I think it's in October. Mm -hmm. And in October, they travel it a lot around the country. But I think it was also due to the fact that they could get the situation under control with so many restrictions. Yes. I had a question about the restrictions. Yeah. In Russia, do you have the same restrictions in the whole country? No. So local authorities can change, like governors, Mm. they can change any restrictions and make them softer. Uh, For example, as I know, Moscow and St. Petersburg are more controlled than Mm. my region, for example. I would say that life went back to normal almost, except for masks, probably, because before coming here, I had a meeting with my friend in a cafe and it was not obligatory when entering the cafe to Mm. put on the mask, even that. But for St. Petersburg, it might be different, maybe because of the different restrictions. But I guess I have an explanation for that, because Mm. Moscow and St. Petersburg, first of all, they are just bigger, Mm -hmm. and more people are living there. Yes, and Russia is a huge country. It's impossible to control at the same time the country. Yes, but for example, China is also quite big and more people are living there actually. Mm -hmm. And logically we could have had better situation, but I don't think it bothers people that much nowadays. Mm -hmm. I mean they are more obsessed with the idea that they might lose their jobs and they won't have 
sufficient money to survive or to live the way they lived before the, mm-hmm. let's say, crisis, because we mm-hmm. all know that's a crisis. Yeah. I ask that because in Spain, it's mm-hmm. a, compared to Russia, is a small country, and uh, Spain separates into different autonomous communities. Mm-hmm. And in front of the coronavirus, every community managed their own measures mm-hmm. before the lockdown. During the lockdown, all the country, we had the same restrictions. Everyone, every community has had their own restrictions. Like in my hometown, at the end of the year, like October or November, we have curfew and at the at the beginning of this year the restaurants are closed and in Madrid is the capital of Spain curfew start a month later and they never close the restaurants but in the whole country we must wear the mask Mm. everywhere it's very important to know where to stop yes (laughs) because if the economy dies then Mm. Nothing good. Yeah. My opinion about the politicians changed a lot. Oh, really? Because on one hand, I think they have had strong situations because sometimes they had to choose between health or economy. Mm-hmm. And uh, people did not agree with their restrictions. Yeah. But at the same time, we needed that restrictions. Well, as for Russia, I think that certain figures of our government didn't have a big influence on the behavior of people in Mm. the country itself. I think that it was a big challenge for everyone Mm. to cope with the whole situation, to understand where, what's your next step, um, how dangerous it is, how can you manage to stop everything, because literally everything stopped in the world. I also read statistics about aviation that I guess it was March or April, like 90% of airplanes yeah. were on Earth. They mm-hmm. were, it brought the whole domain into the standstill and... Uh, Yeah, that's pity. But as for Russia, I would say that politicians didn't play a big role in general. Mm -hmm. I guess people had their own theories in their heads, conspiracy Conspiracy theories. Yes, yes. Yes, many people didn't believe it was a virus. Many people suddenly become uh, specialists, (laughs) doctors, biologists. 5G and stuff, chips, politicians. Yes. Bill Gates, yeah, all right. Bill Gates. (laughs) (laughs) So now you you see that as a funny story, but it scared a lot of people because no one knew what that is. Is it a Mm. new plug or not? I presume Chinese mentality Mm. is very different to ours and to yours. The Chinese mentality, in my opinion, is so strong and they trust a lot in their governments. Yeah, that's true. And about that, I read an article in BBC and a girl, a patriotic Chinese girl, said this quote, China is like a hard rock. It won't be beaten by a virus. And this sentence is key in the thoughts of Chinese population. 
Yeah, I think when the whole country believes that they do something for for good, for positive, and when they strive to that, to obey the restrictions, so mm-hmm. let's say, when they believe that the regime, that the government, the authorities have the whole power over them, I think that was an impulse for them to get even stronger. As you might heard, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, but <laughs> coronavirus kills. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it doesn't make us stronger. I'm not sure. Coronavirus is the guilty yeah, of, corona, of our yeah. lives. But do you think the people could hate Chinese society in the future or at the moment? You mean hate them because they succeed to win this fight against by the success or the people can think they are the guilty of the spread coronavirus well any virus which outbreaks yes. in the world comes yes. from china like not every but so many of them yeah um you're right i think it has already developed hatred against China because I think people are also jealous mm-hmm. about how they manage it and fight against that and I can't say we can prove where it started yes. because some scientists claim the coronavirus was in Italy before it came mm. to China and it's like it's impossible to detect now to say exactly precisely that the one spot somewhere in the world is the uh, guilty yes and we don't know is it a bad is it chemistry i don't know it's impossible yes no one can say that for sure 100% but it makes suspicious that chinese government doesn't want to let uh united nations experts to investigate mm-hmm. the case of coronavirus the first case uh, in wuhan so The word that you said, Chinese secrets. Chinese secrets, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so they keep some secrets, of course. I think the unshakable faith of the Chinese in the government and their mm. resilience in front of the economic yes. situation should not be underestimated. How they're going back to the stability, it's a surprising thing. Mm. But we should not support the development of hatred against China, there is such a term, virus racism, and the statement is that many diseases came from East, like from China. Yeah, and I think, in my opinion, we have to admire China because mm-hmm. China is a country with a strong resilience and a big business uh, where the people fight and work hard every day to yes. rescue their country. Yeah, the way they do ordinary people i think it's a good combination mm. strong government big respect for authorities involvement of every single person in the country into the fight mm-hmm. i think that were somehow key factors referring to mentality and and people itself yes do you yes. have questions yes do you think china take advantage with coronavirus situation Partly, yes. Hmm. China is a country with big production business, so 
I think for them, just because their main focus is the production of different goods, different kinds, everyone knows that it's mm -hmm. made in China almost. Like my iPhone, which is now on the table, is made in China. Yes, me the, too. Yeah, <laughs> my iPhone too. <laughs> Although the headquarter is somewhere mm. in California, it doesn't matter. That's why they survived. On one hand, they had problems with exports of the goods uh, because the logistic part of the business was stopped at a certain point of time. But the huge demand on face masks, equipment, whatever it is, medical, not only medical actually, um, has brought a big volume of work for China, mm. Chinese factories. And this is very important. They didn't shut down important factories. They didn't stop people from working, mm -hmm. actually. And I think this is spot where they could get profits mm -hmm. out of the whole situation. Yeah, they don't see a problem. They see a business. Because a solution. Just a solution. <laughs> they, and they always produce a lot and is they form the lifestyle production a lot work yes, yes. so we can say they were prepared a little mm -hmm. bit uh, because if we compare to the countries who lived from tourists uh, such as Indonesia for example or mm. Maldives I guess they have no production and their main financial resource Mm -hmm. Our tourists. And we don't know if these countries are going to recover, but let's be optimistic. Always. Always. Yeah. Always. Maybe Russia, due to some restrictions, not only because of that, there are other reasons why, but probably we can start production not to be dependent on our partners abroad, external mm -hmm. countries. So maybe coronavirus could help us to develop, but we, we will see it further. Nowadays, it's very hard to estimate how much did it influence the um, economy, but on the first side, of course, small business, medium business, and tourism suffered, aviation suffered yes, a lot. Yes, I think the coronavirus has realized the real situation in our countries. We live every day like the economy is not part of our lives or mm -hmm. the tourism uh, is not affected. The life is was the, the victim, our lives. Like mm -hmm. with no production, we don't have money. So let's summarize a little bit. What can we say in conclusion to our discussion? I think we have a lot of conclusions. First of all, China is a country we have to admire, not criticize, because it's an example to follow. And the last year was a strong year for whole world. Yeah, very hard one. Hmm. You say we can admire the way they controlled everyone, but another issue is no. controlling of citizens by means of smartphones, just like no, China no, did. No, the control, the way of they work to rescue the economy. You mean ordinary people? The, Or you mean the authorities, the steps that they take? Equally. Mm. 
All right. As I see that, it's a controversial point about using modern technologies. Such as QR codes or using uh, smartphones, devices as an instrument of controlling of people's movement across the country, across the city, across the street. Maybe that's another question. So the one country is not the government; is the ordinary people the government, and we have to work together. I think is the solution. Because I know that sometimes it's hard, but the government don't have the solution because it's a new situation for everybody. Yes, absolutely true. No one knows what to do and how to act. But I, I like the way you think that we always have something to learn from the situations mm -hmm. in the past and from the examples of other people and other countries as well. I told you we have to stay optimistic, but I'm sure that the life will be not mm -mm. the same it was before the virus. No, no, no. Just, just let's adapt to the new, new reality. Yeah, new, new, new reality. Yeah, all right. That is fine. So, Maite, thank you for the discussion. Thank you too, dear listeners. I hope that you enjoy our program. Bye, bye. bye, -bye. Thank you, Sasha. Thank bye. you, Maite.